and welcome to the Amanda Reed Podcast. I am your host and teaching cheerleader, Amanda. I am a former teacher, Indiana-based, and now live in Savannah, Georgia, helping teachers start an online business who wish to gain time and financial freedom. Tune in every week as I chat about all things teacher-related, creating healthy habits while still teaching, what to do if you are burnt out, and what and how to turn to when you are ready to walk away from the profession. My goal is to guide you to living your best life. Now, let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to today's episode. I hope this episode finds you well, and I am so excited today because I have a guest, Vicki Weber. And she is a mom, former elementary teacher, and a children's book author and a publishing coach. So we're going to talk and have a little conversation, and she'll tell you a lot more. Um, but very excited. Welcome, Vicki. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, so glad you are here today. Um, let's, let's just jump right in. We're just going to dive right into things. So tell the listeners a little bit about your background, teaching experience, and how you got started with becoming an author and running your business. I get asked this question all the time, and it always cracks me up because whenever somebody asks me, I'm like, oh, how long do I have to answer this question? Because I could talk about this for like days <laughs> if I had it. Um, So I always wanted to be a teacher when I was younger. It was just, I loved school. I loved learning. I loved reading. I was the kid that um, my mom had to watch me like a hawk because when I was like three or four, I would try sneaking onto the school bus to go to school with the big kids. And That's I had an Elmo backpack that went everywhere with me. I was the little nerd and I loved every minute of it. <laughs> That's great. And, yeah, I, I, I really, I really loved it. And so, you know, the further I got into school, the more I'm like, I, I really want to be a teacher. And that really resonated with me. And so eventually I went on to get my degree in uh, elementary music education from Millican University, and then my master's in teaching and learning with an ESL concentration. Oh. So I did a lot of things in the school. Um, I mostly taught music and STEAM, um, but I I taught a lot of of different components at the elementary level, and I absolutely loved it. But one day, my husband looked at me. He has all of these side projects and passion projects and mm -hmm. all these things he does. And he loves learning more. He goes crazy with it. One day he looks at me and he says, well, what's something you've always wanted to do that you've never done? And I didn't miss a beat. I said, well, I always thought it would be awesome to write children's books. He said, well, why haven't you? And I was like, well, I don't know. Like, that's not a thing you can just like do. Uh -huh. Like, well, why not? And I'm like, well, because I don't know, because, and he's like, that's not a reason. And I'm like, well, uh, so that was how everything started. He asked me why not? And I, I didn't have a good enough reason. And mm -hmm. I was so used to at that point, making up stories for my students and, and things just coming to me. And 
that I was like, all right, let's figure this out. So he was my biggest supporter. I researched for about a year before my first book was actually published. Um, and so my first book released in uh, January of 2020. Okay. Um, and my first three books, honestly, were a complete flop. I thought I knew what I was doing, but I totally didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> um, I thought it was something I could just learn as I go kind of a thing. Um, but what I really quickly realized was for my stories to have the impact that I wanted them to have, mm-hmm. for them to have the effect on kids and all of those things, I had to treat it more like a business. And so I started doing that. I I learned a lot. I revamped everything about my strategy and my process. And um, my fourth book ended up hitting the bestseller list the same month it was released. Amazing. Um, Wow. I ended up making more as an author in that month um, than, uh, well, I made about like half my teaching salary in one month. Um, Holy cow. (laughs) Which was a huge life-changing moment for me. And so it was something I did on the side for a while because I just liked doing it. I wanted to create the content. I would, you know, just reinvest back in myself. I loved doing it and was really passionate about helping other kids be excited about reading, be little nerds like me. Uh (laughs) And, um, And then I got pregnant with my daughter in the pandemic. Okay. The pandemic changed a lot of things mm-hmm. for teachers everywhere, myself included. I taught um, fully virtually for two years um, because I was high risk and it was exhausting. Mm-hmm. And I was in a very supportive district, very, very supportive district. And I kept thinking to myself, if I'm in a supportive district, like what if I went anywhere else? Like this is, this is hard. This okay. is hard. I was juggling so many hats and being pulled in so many directions. At one point I had three different job titles. I was a music teacher and a fourth grade co-teacher and an on-call tech support for the students all at the same time. Oh my goodness. And so I sat there, I, I was pregnant with my daughter and I just, she wasn't even here yet. And I just kept thinking to myself, I can't be the mom that she deserves if I keep doing this, I, I'm only one person. Mm -hmm. There's only so many hours in the day and you don't get time back. Right. So I already had this side gig I was running and that I loved and enjoyed. And so I never came back from my maternity leave. And in that first month of being a full-time author, I already uh, tripled what I would have made in one month as a teacher. And so that was my solidifying moment that, you know, this is, this is what I I'm made to do. And Uh I think my favorite part about being an author is that it's still the fun parts of being a teacher. I essentially get to go into classrooms, do a fun lesson plan and then leave. That's amazing. (laughs) I don't have to call parents and, you know, do the paperwork and the discipline and the hours and hours and no bathroom. I don't have to do any, I don't have to do any of that. Yeah. And I still get to teach. So that's where it all started. I know that that's, you know, a a longer story than maybe you were expecting. And there's obviously a lot more to it, but, um, but that's kind of 
how it all began. And I've only been published for three years now, um, but I have over 19 titles. I do have uh, one book through Disney. Awesome. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's completely grown. And so now one of the things I do on the side, just because I love doing it is I teach other people how to get their children's book published too, because I was getting so many questions about it anyway, and I can't escape the teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, I think truly your story, um, will help so many teachers out there. I know that people can resonate with you and, you know, running yourself crazy and doing, trying to do all the things, wear all the hats. So thank you for sharing that story. And I know that, I mean, I've been getting a lot of questions, um, from teachers who I talk to and work with. And I know people are wondering, well, how do you start the process of becoming an author? It's a, that's a super common question. Um, and the answer is actually a lot simpler, I think, than most people realize. Now, the nuances are, of course, um, sure. much more detailed, but you have to write the book. Mm-hmm. I know that that sounds silly, but half the time someone says, oh, how do I do this? I'm like, great. Is your book written? No. No. Okay. Well, you need to do that first. And they're like, well, yeah, but my answer is always write the story first because you don't know how that story is going to develop. Mm-hmm. And how that's going to impact what happens next, which I will, I will touch on, but the, like the process of getting what's in your head onto the page is deceptively difficult. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people, like I'm a perfectionist. So that was something I really struggled with at first because I was trying to edit as I went and I would put something down on the page and then immediately delete it because it was crap. You have to just, even no matter how terrible it is. You have to just get something down on the page because the first draft is not supposed to be good. It's not. It's sure. literally yeah. just to get your concept down. Okay. Even the best authors in the world do not have good first drafts. Yeah. They don't. It's an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very like reassuring for sure to know. Yeah, it's it's. I think, especially as teachers, a lot of us are perfectionists and we want to be great at the things that we do. And, and that's a good thing in a lot of ways, but you also have to find the moments to let go. So one of the things I like to do to intervene with my own perfectionism is I'll open up the Google Docs app on my phone and I will speak my idea because then I can't see it and I can't correct as I go. It's doing it at the speed I talk. And then that way my first draft is down because editing and revising is where the real magic happens. And that's where you tighten up the story and you make it match what's in your head and you get outside feedback to help you do that. So then once your story is written, you have to decide on a, on a publishing route. And there are a lot of coaches and gurus and people out there who will say traditional publishing is best. And here's why. Self-publishing is best, and here's why. And the reality is it's not that simple. Um, I've been published both ways, and I love both routes for different reasons. But what might be a pro of traditional publishing for one author might be a con for another. Okay. And so it's not what which route is best. I get that question all the time. Mm-hmm. It's which route is best for you? Which route is best for your book? And Therefore, that answer is going to be different. 
Just for example, traditional publishing is 100% free. You do not pay a dime. Interesting. Okay. It does take longer to break into. Yeah. Self-publishing is significantly faster. You work at your own pace. But you are the publisher in that sense. And Mm -hmm. so you have all the expenses of a publisher and you need to have all the knowledge of a publisher. And so it gets very expensive, very time consuming, and that's not always right for everybody. So that's something I actually love. I love being involved in the production process, but that's just part of my personality type. Um, That's not going to be the case for everybody, especially if you only want to do this on the side. Uh Uh-huh. You know, that can 19 self-published books would be a lot to handle (laughs) (laughs) and to juggle just doing on the side. So that's step one is to write the book and then decide which publishing route is actually best for me. Because once you commit a book to that route, that's Mm -hmm. that's the route. You can't, oh, I'll self-publish it and maybe a publisher will pick it up. It doesn't work like that. Okay. But your career does not have to be committed to one or the other. Your book individually does, but you as an author could be published both ways. Um, it's just your single book. Okay. One or the other. Okay. That's a pretty cool um, concept and really good for, you know, teachers who are looking to get into this route or this kind of work. That's, yeah, reassuring to hear. Um, so you talked about the process a little bit. So let's think about like your day. Cause I'm sure that's the next question teachers will have. What, what in the world does your day look like as far as like fitting all of this in? Um, well, I think that's the fun part is no two days look alike. Like mm-hmm. yesterday I, I spent like probably three hours of my morning cleaning just because I, felt like cleaning. Um, and then I jumped on my computer. I did a little writing. I answered some emails and that was my whole day, you know? And then today here I am with you. And then later I have a couple zoom calls, um, to help some other people get their questions answered and get their books published. Um, you know, last week I had a virtual author visit, so I got to go into a classroom virtually. I get to pick what I'm doing and when I do it. And I think that's probably my favorite part. You know, I, I have a lot more control over, you know, my own stress levels. Sure. Sorry about that. That's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that just that whole um concept of having like your time, you get to do with your time what you need to do or want to do. That that's what I love about the entrepreneurial route. I love that. Um, so how can teachers get started doing what you are doing? Honestly, the biggest The biggest thing that I encounter with my students is the barriers that they set for themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, A a lot of times what will happen is they'll say, I I want to achieve this thing. I want to write this book. I want to publish this book. And then what they do is they can't stop looking at the giant mountain in front of them. Uh 
And so then they get overwhelmed and they don't know where to start and they like try to start and then they doubt themselves and they just keep wondering, how am I ever going to make it to the summit? Like, how am I ever going to make it there? Mm -hmm. It's It's a mindset shift. You need to just look down at your feet and focus on making progress, no matter how big, no matter how small, no matter how frequent. If you are focused on one step at a time, even baby steps, Mm -hmm. before you know it, you're going to look up and you're going to be so close and be like, whoa, look how far I came. Exactly. Yes. But if you are just staring in the distance, overwhelmed with how am I going to do this monumental thing, Mm -hmm. you're never going to feel like you're getting any closer. Right. So that would be my recommendation is, is I know something like write the book is a, mm-hmm. is a simple, small thing, but like, that's where to start, that's write it. your book. It will take some time and it'll be deceptively difficult. But like, once you have that done, you can move on to the next step and, and everything that you need to do to get a book published. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be mean to myself. Um, I, I don't think I am, <laughs> but <laughs> There is nothing special about me that makes it so that I could do this and nobody else could. And that's something that I I preach all the time. I'm like, the only reason that I got to where I was that I even started is because my husband pushed me. If he had not asked that question when he did, Mm -hmm. and he had not supported me in doing the research and helping me move forward... I probably would never have done it. I probably would have kept looking at the mountaintop and saying, oh, that would be nice. That's a pipe dream. That's something I would, I'll look back on my life and wish I had done. And so that's what I really try to be for other people. Um, Cause not everybody has someone in their life that will support them in that way. Right. Exactly. Um, yes. I hope that they do, or at least that they find someone, but not I want to be that voice of reason. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that is such a cool part of your journey that he asked you those tough questions and look where it led you. It's completely changed my family's life. Absolutely. Hands down. Um, you know, my, I was able to bring my husband home. That's something oh, that was never even. gives me the chills. Just hearing. It was never even that. on the table. Right, <laughs> like, right. I was never part of the dream or the reality in any fantasy world <laughs> we had. And so, you know, I've had so much more time with my family. I've had so much more time with my daughter and with my husband. And it's time that you don't get back. It's right, just right. It's not. precious. Yeah. So if you've got a dream stop getting in your own way. (laughs) And that I can resonate with that personally. That was me for so long until, you know, you're like, enough is enough. Just do the darn thing and face the fear and just, just jump in and do it. So yeah. Which is hard enough in itself. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) That is often the toughest step I would say. Um, so, well, I'm like, Ooh, this, this story right here is tugging on the heartstrings. Um, so I'm sure listeners and teachers are thinking, okay, well, what's the income potential doing, um, what you do? I know before you mentioned, um, half or, you know, close to your teacher salary, right? 
which is amazing. Yeah. So I, I consistently make, um, like two to three times my, my teaching salary um, in a year, depending on, um, like how many author visits I put on my calendar. Um, sometimes I'll get booked for like speaking events, um, a lot in, in a short period of time and other times they won't. So sometimes it'll be more than other others, but, um, but I do have a consistent number that I, that I know I'll always hit every month, which, um, is a, is a big relief. And that was something I was worried about. I'm like, Oh, am I going to make a ton of money one month? And then the next month make like $2 and then, but no, it's been, it's been really steady. And so I always know my minimum baseline for what I'm going to bring in every month. And then if I end up with extra, you know, I, I, you know, put that away in savings or reinvest it or whatever is on the, on the plan. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie when you're publishing, um, children's books, it's tricky because the average self-published author Mm -hmm. never sells more than 250 books ever. Wow. Which is a low number. But the reason for that is because the majority of people who self-publish a book, Uh they do it because they're like, oh, well, I'll just do this quickly. If I, if I, if I publish it, the people will come and they'll, they'll put their book up. They didn't spend a lot of time. They didn't spend a lot of money on it. And then they never see a return in that on that investment because the quality doesn't live up to what somebody could get in a bookstore. Sure. And um, marketing is also a huge component. You know, people can't buy a book if they don't know it exists. Right. So if it's not released correctly, if there's not a business strategy before publication, that was the biggest reason my first three books were flops. I was like, okay, make book first, publish book, market book. Got it. Nope. Marketing (laughs) starts so long before a book is published. Uh And once I knew that, you know, I had a repeatable system I could use with every book and that's why it's been so successful. And that's why I have so many students that I teach it to now because Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you don't know what you don't know. It's like an iceberg. You only see the stuff on the top. You don't see all the things happening. Yeah. 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 So, um, so with self-publishing, you know, there's the, there's the financial risk and you do really need to learn what you're doing Mm -hmm. with traditional publishing. It's more of a volume game, um, because it's free to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, it takes some time to break into, but the publisher is the one who takes on the financial risk. They're the ones who pay you. Okay. And so, um, you know, it, it comes down to, well, how many books can you write in a year? How many books is your agent pitching in a year? And so those numbers are, are going to vary from person to person. And you're going to make less as a debut author as mm-hmm. you would, um, if you have multiple books under your belt. So the earning potential, there's not a cap on, um, but the actual realistic number you can make. Mm-hmm depends on so many other factors. But I feel like that of almost any entrepreneurial absolutely yes. <laughs> career yeah. that you could pick, you know, there's so many there's just so many outside um indicators that could, you know, influence how much or how little 
Right. Right. Yes. Myself included and other people I talk to, it's the same, same way. It just depends on X, Y, and Z, all these other factors that are in, in play. Um, but the cool part and the reassuring part is there's so much potential out there. So that's pretty amazing. Well, um, some of my students too, uh-huh. you know, I, I, I teach these repeatable systems, but I just had a student who literally sold 5,000 books in her first month of publication. Wow. And now she has, you know, a formula to then use with not just this book, but every single book she okay. releases, um, you know, it's, it's there. And, and her book was just a cute like bedtime book. Like it wasn't some super niche, something that never existed before. That's the other thing is a lot of people think, oh, I need to have an idea um, for something that has never been done before. Mm -hmm. What's actually true is people want, like with children's books, they want things that are familiar. Sure. They want that like nostalgia feeling. They just want it with a fresh twist. Sure. That's why there's so many, I love my mom books. There's a bajillion out there, (laughs) (laughs) but they sell like hotcakes because each one has a different perspective or a different hook or a different twist. Um, You know, how many bedtime books are there out there in the world or how many like dumb potty humor books are there? You know, I hate those things, but people love them. (laughs) (laughs) Not my cup of tea, but somebody out there loves them. Right. Um, You don't have to have this never been done before book. You just have to have um, a well-written book uh-huh. with a fresh perspective um, that you bring to the table just being you. Being you. That's pretty cool. That's really amazing. Um, so at this point, how can teachers get in touch with you if they have questions or you know, kind of want to pick your brain as they get started? Yeah. So I, um, the, my website is called at home author.com. Okay. And I highly recommend that that's where they start. I have tons of YouTube videos. I have blog posts galore. I have courses. Um, if you join the email list, I run free webinars as often as I can. So starting with at home author.com is definitely where you want to be. You can always send me an email. Um, you can book a, a free discovery call for 15 minutes to just chat. Um, but there's a ton of resources there. And I'm um, myself and two other children's book authors uh, who are also former teachers. The three of us run at home author and we all have a different specialty, but all three of us work together to create that content to help okay. other people do exactly what we're doing. So that's awesome. That's where I would start. <laughs> okay. That's great. All right. So let's leave the listeners with one final piece of advice here or, you know, dose of encouragement or inspiration, if you will. Um, so what final piece of advice do you have for teachers looking to either add a source of income to what they're doing or leave the classroom? I guess I have more of a question for them. And that, Mm -hmm. that question would be, you know, even if it's not writing books, just in general, if you have a dream or you have this vision for what you want to do next, I think you should ask yourself at this point, 
are you more committed to your fear or to your dream? Ooh, great question. Because I feel like your answer might surprise you or you might change your mind. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. Um, Teachers, I hope that you have enjoyed this. I know I got several golden nuggets out of our conversation today, but let's thank Vicki for being on here with us and, you know, right where to find her resources and to get in touch with her. So thank you again, Vicki. Thank you for having me. All right, everybody, you have a fantastic day.